0: You're listening to the Metro L.A. Podcast, an official podcast of the L.A. International Church of Christ. Good evening. Buenos noches. Aloha. Welcome to Metro Vision Studios. Thank you for tuning in to our midweek service. I hope you were encouraged by Grace and some of the announcements that she had. Uh, let's dive right into our lesson. I'm looking forward to teaching this evening. Let's pray. God, we love you. Thank you so much for the great news going on in our church. We pray so much that uh, we can get so much from our Bible study tonight that it would be deep enough that would encourage and, and refresh our soul uh, so that we can continually make great decisions that will be pleasing to you. Uh, be with uh, our church and the world through uh, this COVID-19 time and be with all those who've been affected in it. Be with those in Lebanon, be with those... uh in in our government right now that are trying to figure out different ways to uh, help our people. God, we love you. Uh, Thank you so much for our Bible study tonight. We pray you will inspire, encourage, and challenge us. Uh, Help us to be deep in your word. We love you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So it's so good to be together. for midweek service. It's pretty hot in here right now. So if I'm glistening, just don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, I'll wipe myself as we go. Uh, but, you know, we've been doing a three week series called Lessons from the Desert and, and it was about Israel's 40 year journey. It should have been an 11 day journey, but it ended up being a 40 year journey in the wilderness. And, uh, it was a powerful time for them uh, the different lessons that, that, uh, are going to be happening over the next, you know, next week as well. Uh, last week I did the lesson called the power of faith and faithlessness, right? Tonight, I'm going to be doing a, a lesson called images of the desert. And then next week we'll be kind of closing up our series on lef- lessons from Refidim. And in tonight's lesson, I'm, some of my sources are from the Israeli Institute of biblical studies, uh, where's some things that I've been learning as I get online and look at different things there, as well as from our Bama podcast, a man named Marty Solomon, who is a preacher and teacher. Uh, a lot of the material that I'm going to be sharing tonight came from that podcast. So if you've not... Uh, looked at the Bema podcast so far, I would really strongly encourage you i think it 'll it 'll help deepen uh your own Bible study and deepen your understanding of the word and isn 't that what we want is to get deeper into the Word of God and I hope tonight we 'll be able to accomplish that tonight you 're going to learn some things from a Eastern perspective from a Hebraic perspective or a Jewish perspective. And I hope this will kind of help us to illustrate different things in the text and help us to have a deeper meaning of the text. Now, last week when we started, this is a quick summary. The Israelites were enslaved for 400 years, right? And Pharaoh was in charge and he ruled with his staff. And I want you to think of that image of a Pharaoh that has a staff and that staff, he led through fear, intimidation, oppression, and torture. And God's people learned how to obey under that kind of leadership. Uh, They learned to rely on Pharaoh for food, water, for shelter, Uh, Just to survive, but because of God's love and His great mercy, He raised up a prophet, right? He heard the cries of the people and He raised up a prophet. Moses to come and lead his people to the promised land from Egypt all the way to Canaan, which was a land flowing with milk and honey, as the Bible says. And it is during this time under Moses that they would learn to be under a new leader, right, with uh, new ways of doing things, a spiritual man who would teach them what God's leadership was like, and, and as they, as they started following Moses, they came to the crossing of the Red Sea, and perhaps one of the greatest miracles, right, that ever happened is the parting of the Red Sea, and Pharaoh's army, Pharaoh and his army went to follow the Egypt, uh, the Israelites through the Red Sea, and the Red Sea closed on them, and everyone died, and the Israelites were finally free from the oppression of the Egyptians. I know, a, a, a lot of us have seen the Prince of Egypt, right? And we, we've, we've seen the stories that come from that and gained much encouragement from that. And after the Red Sea and after they were freed, you know, they came to Kadesh Barnea, where 12 leaders were sent out to spy the land. And I want to show you a, a slide here that it shows you the journey from egypt that that this line this orange line went all the way down to mount sinai and then they were taken to kadesh barnea at the top there trying to head into israel but because the 12 went out to spy the land and they were supposed to come back and give a report but they gave a little bit more than just the report they end up uh you know, giving two reports, a majority report and a minority report, one that was faithless, the majority report, that ten guys was like, we can't do this. We can't take the land. The two guys, Joshua and Caleb, gave a minority report and, and they said, we certainly can take the land. And what ends up happening, uh, we all learned last week that the, there's power in faith. There's power with faithlessness. Both are infectious and both are a response to obstacles that come our way and as as they were on the brink of going into the promised land into Israel or or Canaan if you will uh that report influenced the whole people and what ended up happening is two approximately 2 million people were left to to rebel against God and not trust his word and and so God disciplined them Right? Because they refused to take the land. God disciplined them for the next 40 years wandering in the desert. And only Joshua and Caleb were, would, would be promised to enter the promised land. Not even Moses would get to go in. Now it kind of makes sense, right? You, you, you have a people here that have been that have been oppressed for over 400 years, and they've learned how Egyptian ways, they've learned how to be under a pharaoh, uh, under that kind of oppressive rule that the pharaohs had at that time, and they learned to trust in man. They learned to trust in that kind of leadership, and so it, it kind of makes sense that, uh, you know, for them to be freed and see a miracle. And then next thing you know, when they're, when they were in a obstacle in front of them that boy, these things don't look very good here. They resort to what they always know and what's normal, which is to trust in man and to trust in self and have a reliance on self. And so they ended up rebelling against God. Uh, and so what we've been studying is what happened during that 40 year experience. And so tonight, you know, there, there's so many lessons to learn. I can't do it in one month. There, There's tons of lessons to learn as we go through the wandering years or the uh, wilderness years, because there are many lessons when we're in the desert. And I hope tonight will be an incredibly encouraging time as we study the word tonight. Now, my lesson tonight is entitled Images of the Desert. And and you know what's interesting? And the reason why I called it Images of the Desert is because we're gonna learn a little bit about Hebrew Hebrew words and that the imagery that goes along with that, you know? And I hope this will encourage us. Back in my first semester of grad school I went to a church in the Antelope Valley. This is our Antelope Valley Church right here, which is in the high desert, Lancaster, Palmdale area. And uh, this is your sister church here in the Antelope Valley. It's called the Antelope Valley Church. And we ended up with my cohort meeting with two of my teachers in in the graduate program that I'm in, and we did an exercise, you know, we were learning about Jesus and we and, and his prayer life in the desert. And so we went to Lancaster, uh, and Palmdale area, the Antelope Valley area, where we did an exercise in the desert. And so all of us were given a half an hour of time to go out into the desert. This is a picture of when I was in the desert, actually doing my prayer time. Uh, you know, when, when I was uh, in that class and we were asked to, for half an hour, go out and pray with God and to, Come back and give a report about what we learned, you know uh, what did you hear? We're supposed to go out and go, what, what did we hear? What did we notice? You know I came back and our, you know our, our students shared, different other students shared, some of the teachers shared, and I got to tell you man the the teachers who who do this as a practice, right, going to the desert to pray, they were so in tune to what is going on in the desert. And they shared... They were very aware of life in the desert... You know, for me, when it came to my turn to share, I was like, uh oh, you know, like you're in class and, and people, you, you have a reading assignment and people are sharing what they got out of it. And then you're, you, you know, I was feeling like, man, after I heard what my teacher shared and, and the level of specific detail that she had in what she noticed in the desert, that she noticed all the different animal tracks in the desert. She noticed the kinds of plants in the desert. She noticed the different kinds of birds. And, and honestly, I was like, man, I, I, I was like, it, when I was in the desert, I was thinking, man, I'm hungry right now. I wonder what what kind of meal, what kind of bagels do they have back at the church? And it was terrible. And I I, like how I'm sweating now, I was sweating back then when I was trying to share. And I realized, wow, in the desert, there's so much going on, but I'm not used to praying in the desert. So I don't know what there is out there. And yet, And I hope as we learn the desert experience, the wilderness experience, just like my experience of not really knowing what happens in the desert, perhaps as we learn some of the things tonight, we're going to learn that out in the desert, there's a lot of life. There, there's, there's ways that God speaks to us in the desert that, that is so loud and clear. And, um, that's some of the things I learned. I I got a chance to redeem myself the next day, uh, where, you know, at the end of the third three days, I had a a. 6am prayer and I went out and I could hear God. God was loud to me then. He wasn't on the first day, but on the third day, God was a lot more clear, loud. I could receive direction. I felt my soul was nourished. I felt more in tune to God. I felt like I'm a better listener when I'm out in the desert, uh, my soul was nourished. And so I hope tonight's lesson will encourage us in this way. There's a couple things to learn about some Hebrew desert words, if you will. You know, in, in the biblical Hebrew, there's about 8,000 words. I believe I, I was reading a statistic by Marty Solomon and who, who is one of the teachers that teach on the Bema, is the teacher for the Bema podcast. And what he shared was, is that in the biblical Hebrew, uh, there's 8,000 words and those words are full of imagery. In the English language, I believe there's a little bit over 400,000 different words. And so you can imagine in he- Hebraic words, there's so much imagery to it. Let me give you an example. The word for that these are all desert words right here. The bar is the, is translated as word. Okay. Or, or talk. Uh, mid bar is the Hebrew word that is translated as desert. And, and there's so many meanings to it, you know, that that to one word. Uh, another way to translate desert is that it's the place of the word. It's the place where we will hear God's words. We will hear God's voice. And so that image alone helps me to realize, wow, if, if when I'm in the desert or if I'm going through a desert time in my life, It can actually be not just a place that's dry and barren, but it can actually be a place where I hear God's word. Man, my soul gets so encouraged. This other word, madbir, which means shepherd. And it's this idea that shepherds, they lead in from an Eastern perspective. Shepherds in the Middle East, they lead by their word. They lead by their voice. The sheep know them by their voice they don 't lead with just their stick in fact they, in fact, the stick isn't even used their staff or stick isn't even used and isn't even used to to lead it's used to like defend it's used to uh you know to defend against animals uh and to for walking and to leading the the shepherd himself. In contrast that with Pharaoh for a minute, Pharaoh had his staff, but his staff was used in that image of fear and intimidation and oppression. Look at that contrast, you know, of the shepherd. That has a staff, but it's not used to gold and it's not used to push the sheep. But the sheep, the shepherd actually talks to the sheep and calls the sheep. And you you get a chance to see that imagery in John chapter 10, right? Where Jesus is known. And John records him as the good shepherd, who is shepherd, the sheep are known, right? The sheep listen to the shepherd's voice. And you see that imagery that's involved? That's that's an example of a Hebraic word that that opens up. You know, our eyes and our hearts to understanding deeper meaning uh, of what we learn in the Bible, and so Madbir is a shepherd, and and the time in the desert is supposed to be a time of learning and listening and transforming. And I hope you know, as we go to our Bible study today, that we will we will learn, we will listen, it will lead us to transform in our faith. Here's a a, a man. His name is Bruce Feiler and he was a man who who is an author of a book called Walking the Bible which you know he wanted to reconnect with God and he's a, a you know a a best selling author and he's known in the ecumenical world but he went on a 10,000 mile journey throughout the middle east i think he visited like uh four countries uh you know four different war zones three continents he went through just so that, and, and retraced the first five books of the the Bible, you know, Genesis uh, through Deuteronomy. And what an encourage, you know, he, he basically went back and that's how he tried to reconnect. And that's what this book is all about. But being in the desert is where everything took place in the first five books of the Bible. And this is a quote that he has that I think is so amazing. It says, because the place, meaning the desert, is demanding, it builds character. And we all know that, right? That when we go through tough times, our character is being built. Because it is destructive, it builds interdependence. Because it is isolating, it builds community. Because it is the desert, it builds nations. And it's just the idea that when we're in the desert, God is doing amazing things for us. He's trying to build character in us, build interdependence, not build community, and also build our faith. To a point where it's just phenomenal. And you can't get that deep without going through trials, without going through perhaps the wilderness experience. And there's so many great men of the Bible, you know, who went through transformation in the desert. And here's a few to name. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses. When Moses was in the desert for 40 years, he acted as a shepherd to God's people. David. Right? He was known as a shepherd and many prophets like Amos was a shepherd as well. And the desert and wilderness experience was a place of transformation and become, becoming closer to God. It's where his people would get close to God and would learn lessons that perhaps they would not learn any other time than when they were in the desert. And so, what we're gonna look at tonight is one scripture here in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2 to 5. And, but in light of what we learned about some of these Hebrew words that give the, gives us some images, right? of, of what the Hebrew language is and, and how it describes being in the desert and that God is, God is a shepherd as he takes his people to the desert and, and he's shepherding his people and he's loving his people, he's feeding and caring for his people. But I want you to think about some of those words we learned tonight as we read this and hope it, hopefully it opens up a whole new world for us as we understand this passage. Now, you can read about the wilderness experience. In Exodus and in Numbers and Deuteronomy's kind of there's some summaries of some of the lessons that they learned in it from Moses's perspective as he was what he was the guy that was leading them for 40 years and this is one of them. This is one passage of scripture here where there's three lessons in here that I hope can encourage us this evening. And in Deuteronomy chapter eight and verse two to five, the Bible says, "Remember how the Lord." your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which is like a wafer-like substance, which neither you nor your ancestors had known to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word, the bar, right, that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothes did not wear out and your feet did not swell during these 40 years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. And what an awesome passage of scripture. And and there are many lessons in the wilderness experience. And we're going to talk about three t- today. And the first one is this in verse two. It's where God led the Israelites in the desert. And it's important to know that the Israelites were not lost. Okay, they were not lost. They disobeyed, they rebelled. But then in the desert experience, God was leading them through it. And I think that's important for us to know right now as we go through difficult times, you know, we've never seen our economy like this in, uh, in, in my lifetime, I haven't. Uh, we've never seen, sc- I've never seen schools shut down like that. I've never seen been part of a pandemic before where basically the whole world has been affected. Our whole lives have been affected right now. We're learning how to do, we're being forced to learn how to do new things that we, that perhaps we wouldn't would have never done before. And, and while it's a difficult time, God is leading us through this. And I want you to be thinking, in the midst of uh, a challenging time, how is God leading you right now? And I want you to be thinking about that question. But in the desert experience, the 40-year wilderness experience, God led his people the whole 40 years. He did not leave them behind. And uh, think about that idea of Midbar, right? The word mudbar, which means shepherd, is this idea of God being their shepherd and leaning. It's easy when you look at this slide. When you think of a shepherd, okay. It's easy to look at it from a Western perspective and look like this right here. That there's, there's a shepherd and he's leading the sheep, right? And, and the sheep look nice and the shepherd looks really nice and everything's really tidy. And look at the background. There, there's, there's, there's nice grass and foliage there, right? For, for the sheep to just graze and, and uh, it's, what a nice pasture that looks and nice river flowing through it like that. But, and that's, an, that's a Western American perspective of shepherding, if you will. Now, it may be a little bit different, not in these days, but in biblical times, from an Eastern perspective, this is what God leading his people look like in the desert. A shepherd, this is a picture of a example here of a shepherd that has taken his sheep out to graze in a pasture. Now, it's funny, right? Because I go, pasture, there's nothing there, Right? There's absolutely, like, it's just desert right there. And yet this is an example from an Eastern perspective of a shepherd taking his sheep out to graze. And it's this idea that God is leading his people through the desert experience and he would take his and lead his sheep out, uh, to, to the pasture there. Uh, and, the 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 dangerous thing about this would be is if they if they didn't make it home at night that's where things could become a little bit dangerous for the sheep and the shepherd as the sh- the shepherd takes the sheep out and then needs to bring them home by dark but this is the idea of God leading his people a shepherd just like a shepherd leading the sheep out to graze and that's the first lesson that we learn is that God was actually leading the Israelites they were not lost they were being led, and they needed to learn some lessons. In verse 3, the Bible says, uh, He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. What's the first lesson? God led the Israelites in the desert. The second lesson is that God provided manna and clothes for the Israelites in the desert. It's amazing. Verse four too. Three and four. Your clothes did not wear out and your feet did not swell during these 40 years. God provided manna and clothes for the Israelites in the desert. I put it in parentheses here just enough, right? Where the people had to learn how to rely on God in the desert. And God provided them manna. Remember that? And as you look in Exodus and the numbers, you'll see different examples of that where different recollections of that where God's people were led and they were, they were told you can collect manna in the morning, right? And you can, you can get it, but you can only collect enough for that day. And that's specific for a reason. And I want to show you an example of a shepherd leading a sheep out in, in the Middle East here. This is not an example of a shepherd you know, another example of a shepherd leading his sheep out. But if you look on the background of the picture over here, you'll see a little bit of greenery throughout the land. You see that greenery back there? The, the shepherd is taking his sheep and is going to be going up to those hills over there. And, and it's this idea that in the, in Kadesh Barnea and all throughout the Sinai Peninsula in the desert after the rainy season, the rain would seep down and only There's enough water so that only patches of grass would grow. And it's, it's those patches that the shepherds would come and take their sheep out so they can graze on those passes, those uh, patches. So if you look at this slide and you look the background there, you'll see the greenery there where the shepherd is going to be taking his sheep over there and, and all the sheep can feed. And it's this idea that, that in the desert, you're just, God is going to give you just Enough of what you need to survive. Just like he gave them manna, but he told them, "You can only take enough for today." Those of us who are planners, those of you who are planners right now—if you're a planner, okay—you—you—you may lose your mind if you were in the Exodus time, right? If you're in the wanderings in the desert, because the direction was just take enough for a day. I mean, think about it. Look at your family. Think about it as you're at home right now. Who's the planner in your family? Could could you do that? Could you just go, no, I want to take enough for like one month supply. I don't want to keep coming out to the desert to go get, but that wasn't God's direction. God's direction was you can only take enough for today. And as a shepherd, he would take his sheep out and he would go and graze. and, And those little patches, they would, they would, those sheep would find that little bit of patch patches right there and be able to graze on it. And it's this idea that they would just have enough for that day to be able to be sustained. And what imagery that is, right? That God was providing for his people just enough. Think about our COVID-19 time and think about ways that God is providing for you just enough for you to get by, just enough for you to survive, just enough for you to like, man, i made it. I'm okay right now. I can keep living. I can keep, you know, that's that's the idea that's one of the lessons that were being taught to the Israelites as is God provided manna and clothes just enough so that they could survive the third lesson that they learned is that God provided the word for the Israelites in the desert. You know, it's it's when they were in the desert. It's like even Jesus, right? When Jesus was in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, uh, he had the same quote as well that he made, right? That man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord, the bar. So it's in the desert where we're going to learn about God's word, God's voice. He will speak to us. He will talk to us while we're in our desert experience. He will talk just enough. For us to hear just enough for us to get what we need. And I hope that encourages our soul as we go through a COVID-19, perhaps a desert experience, if you will, because we're, we don't know when this is going to end, right? Just like the, the Israelites, there's so many unknowns that went on. They knew it would take 40 years, but man, in the beginning of the journey, that must have been so difficult to hear that. There were so many uncertainties that the Israelites were going through. But so much transformation can take place in the desert it's in the desert that we can be led by god's presence so pay attention to what god may be doing in your life and in your family's life at your workplace right now it was so cool that to see to see different things happening in our fellowship people having their impossible prayers answered we're praying for peace and justice and different things are are happening in place I'm not saying we're the ones doing it. I'm saying God is doing things and we're trying to align with him to see what his plans are and to see how exciting those plans can be if we stay in there and, and be a people that are ready to receive, you know, God's word and God's presence. We can receive his provision. God will give us what we need and, and we can also hear his voice. It's the place where we, like the Israelites, can become people who listen and obey his word. We will see transformation as we go through our Israelite desert experience. How can we build faith? I showed this same slide last week. Well, Bible study. Dive in to log on to thewayofthepilgrim.com or or look at Baema podcast and you'll learn things from a Jewish and Eastern perspective, kind of what we learned tonight about just three words that can can make us look at a passage and open up a whole deeper understanding of that passage. And I hope that was encouraging tonight. But think about all these things. Bible study, prayer partners, getting back to our prayer partners in small groups, working on our evangelism and, and being in Bible studies. I was in a Bible study just yesterday and just built my faith to, to talk about the Word of God with somebody, you know, through Zoom. Uh, discipling, DisciplesToday.org and Metro LA Newsletter. There's so much encouragement that you can get from these sites right here, as well as different fellowship opportunities. You know, different birthdays that are going on. There's different car parades that go on and and I hope you will be, you know, join one of those. If you haven't been on a car parade, it's fun. Sometimes it's more fun for the people who are there than it is for the person who's getting the 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 birthday car parade because nobody told them and they're kind of shocked when it's happening and we're all the ones yeah, having a great time. And so I want to encourage you to join different fellowship opportunities. You know, practice social distancing, wear your mask, wash your hands, uh, go to some of those birthday car parades or, or, or the, Come to the September 7th event that is coming up. October will be, we're working on another event for our church, uh, a drive-in service. We're working on that right now. So the fun committee is all on top of all those things. So come out to that so that you can get a lot of encouragement to build your faith and you can build other people's faith. So as you go to your discussion groups tonight, here's two questions as always, right? What is one thing you learned tonight about the desert experience? What's one thing that just you learned about it that, that fed you, that encouraged you, that inspired you, as well as be thinking, what is the spirit calling me to be or do? As we close out tonight, I want to encourage you that that 40-year desert experience, many victories came about in, in the midst of pain, suffering, and challenge. I pray that that's something that we will be able to experience as well. Transformation, a time of learning, listening, and being transformed to become the people that God wants us to be. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you so much for your attention. I hope you were encouraged by Images of the Desert. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.